When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope the week is treating you well. Man, I have been planning out the summer and like really looking forward to what the summer is going to bring. There are some things I don't know, like where I'm living next week, but there are some things that I do know which are that I'm going to the Enneagram Summit in San Francisco mid-July. And I'm wondering if any of you are going to be there too. Are you going to the IEA conference? Because if you are, maybe we're going to do a meetup. Let me know on Instagram if you're going and if you want to like do some sort of a meetup situation. That could be really fun. I don't know. Just, just toying with it. But today for the podcast, we're talking about working toward your goals by Enneagram type. And I bring this up now for a couple of reasons. First, we talked about starting something new last week, and I felt like, okay, I can't just leave you with that. Let's get into like, what does that look in terms of actually turning that into a goal? And then second, it's coming up on mid-year, which is when I like to do my little mid-year check-in, look back at what I thought my life was going to look like in January, and ask myself, is that even what I still want? What are my new goals for the rest of the year? How can I recalibrate and recommit to make the year end strong? So one of the things I really want to talk about here are stress sprints. If you haven't heard me talk about stress sprints before, I can't remember if I've referenced it on past podcasts or not, but it's essentially a season of being in stress. And the importance of stress sprints are a couple of things. One, you want to make sure that your stress is not perpetual, right? You don't want to constantly be in a state of stress, but also sometimes life requires stress from us. And the more, and I think this came out of my seven fear of being in pain and just saying, okay, I can tolerate this for two months and then I need to, I need to find my way out. Right. And just kind of having that, I'm committing to doing what I have to do right now in order to get to where I want to go, even if it's stressful, but there has to be an end point. And then we have to nourish ourselves in the meantime, as much as we possibly can. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but One of you suggested actually organizing these episodes in groups of three, and I thought that was a really good idea. And I think for goal setting, it's actually incredibly appropriate to talk about how we do this by stance and talking about our our goal setting habits, our goal. I don't, it's not really setting the goal, it's like working toward the goal. Those goal working (laughs) habits but paired with our relationship to stress. And I'm gonna talk about that five stance, but also individual types as well. So let's start with the assertive stance, types seven, three, and eight. So in general, right, these types are the types that seemingly have the easiest time with goals. Like they work toward them, they're future oriented, they're constantly dreaming, they're constantly working toward their goals, but they do struggle with jumping in too quickly 
and having expectations for themselves that are a bit out of control, honestly. Like too high of expectations, expectations based off of other people's opinions, expectations based off of being able to be like seven people at once. (laughs) And so my general advice for these types is to slow it down a bit and assess if what you think you want is something you're doing from a grounded place of knowing or if it's coming up out of fear of not doing something and stagnating. Maybe it's a fear of rest. Maybe it's a fear of poverty. Maybe it's a fear of missing out. Whatever is coming up for you, are you doing this to run away from something or are you doing this to work toward something? Because those are two very different things. But let's get more specific and talk about each type. So for type sevens, when goal setting, don't forget the other parts that you need to make that goal work. Like don't just set a goal to write a book. Consider what will go into writing that book and then promoting that book. Do you have a plan for that? And more importantly, do you even want all of that? Maybe you like the idea of writing a book, but you don't actually want to do the work that writing a book would require of you. Maybe there's something you want more that you'd be willing to do the work for. Consider if what you think you want is actually what you do want based off of all of the context. And if that's the case, make a plan for that context. Don't just go, I'll figure it out. Really think it through. Type threes. Get in tune with how you feel and how you want to feel before setting any goals (laughs) because otherwise you are likely to set goals that are for the eyes of others and not for yourself. Type eights, it's really important that you ask yourself if you are simply adding in more responsibility or if you're working towards something intentionally and how much is too much. Like, are you being honest with yourself about your limitations? Now, in general, with the assertive types, when it comes to stress, most of the time they need to understand when stress is good and when stress needs to end. Because typically they're more comfortable in stress than they are in rest. So when you're in a stress sprint, really make sure that sprint is not a marathon, (laughs) that you're not in a stress pandemic, that you're actually going, okay, I am going to tolerate this level of stress for this amount of time, and then I'm not going to immediately enter into another stress sprint. I'm doing this so that I can have a season of ease. And then how are you going to guarantee that ease and how are you going to appreciate that ease when it's here? All right, now let's talk about our withdrawing types, types four, five, and nine. Now, in general, these types are going to struggle with goals the most. They may be more comfortable thinking about them than they are working toward them, right? Like the idea of the thing is better than the working and the doing of the thing. So they may need help prioritizing where to start or believing that the energy expended to do it is worth it. So my general advice is going to be just to take the next right step. Don't think through the whole big picture. Just go like, what's the the next step I need to take? And then just take that and then it's just one step at a time. Now, let's get more specific though. So for type fours, right, the fear here is the fear of being average. What if I start and then I'm not great and I'm just kind of fall somewhere in the middle? That can be really difficult, but what you're gonna wanna do when it comes to goal setting is just go, okay, I am going to trudge through this average space 
I'm going to embrace being bad and I'm just going to do one step forward into the average and then keep taking steps forward out of the average into the significant, right? We're gonna go straight through to the other side. Today's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. If you don't know, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. They help you to get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. Listen, I am celebrating the summer of pleasure again this year, which means that I am lowering the expectations that I have for myself and increasing the fun. And part of that is that figuring out what is for dinner is not at the top of anyone's summer activity wish list. HelloFresh delivers mouthwatering, chef-crafted recipes, and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing whatever it is that you want. My other favorite part of HelloFresh is their marketplace where you can get things like snacks, breakfast, little quick lunches that you can add to your order, lowering the amount of times that you need to go to the grocery store and increasing the pleasure of what you have to eat, including things like their fun s'mores bundle for the kids. Now, if you follow me on Instagram or listen to the podcast, you already know that I'm obsessed with HelloFresh, but I'm going to give you my little spiel, okay? You know, I usually get five recipes and we just determine who's cooking dinner that night and that is all that we have to decide. I figure out what we want for breakfast, we kind of navigate our own lunches, and then whoever's cooking dinner that night just goes into the cabinet, pulls out the recipe card, and gets to work. Most recipes are like 30 to 40 minutes. We get the veggie plan, which means most of our meals are loaded with yummy vegetables, and they're really interesting recipes that are more creative than what we would do if we were shopping for ourselves. The other thing I really love about HelloFresh is that you can have meals from lots of different regions without having to buy all of the ingredients just to make one meal. So some of the ingredients that you need for a Thai recipe are so different than what you might need to do something like Mexican food. And you can have Mexican food, Thai food, Japanese food, and American food all in a single week without having to spend the hundreds of dollars that you would have to spend to buy all of those individual ingredients. Needless to say, I'm a fan. Please go to hellofresh.com slash egram16 and use code egram16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. So literally nothing to lose. That's hellofresh.com slash egram16 and use code egram16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. And we will link that all in the show notes for you as well. Thank you, HelloFresh, for supporting the podcast and making dinner so, so easy. For type fives, the fear here can be overextending, you know, wanting to manage their energy levels. What if I get exhausted? Now, this happens more relationally than it happens with a project they're really excited about. But the thing to manage here is how can I do this and do it really well, embrace the stress sprint, but then like how do I exit out and embrace the support that I need on the back end? How do I get to the other side of the stress of a project and move into the rest that is available to me if I'm willing to ask for support? 
Then type nine is the fear of future stress or not knowing where to start. And here again, we need to remember that like Rome was not built in a day. You're not gonna build your project just like out of nowhere. You're gonna take one step at a time. Google is your best friend and you're just going to go, what is the next step? And then I'm gonna put one foot in front of the other and make it happen. Now, typically these types fear stress, even good stress. So they may resist things that overwhelm them and give up a little bit too soon. In general, it can serve them to really embrace that stress sprint, not from a place, I mean, yes, also from a place that there needs to be an end, but more so from a place of sometimes life will be stressful and that's part of making something magical. It's part of doing something great is the good stress that it takes to do the things we really wanna do. Okay, so let's get into our compliant types, types two, six, and one. So in general, these types are going to push their own desires to the side in favor of what is needed by the group or what is seen as appropriate. So my advice for the group here is to demoralize selfishness, to start seeing selfish as a positive word, because what we're doing here is like working an unflexed muscle. So let's say you've been working out just your left arm your whole life. Your right arm is weak and not as strong. It's time for you to start working out your right arm. So you've been practicing selflessness and honestly, like that's strong enough at this point. So we need to work on a little bit of flexing that selfish muscle so that you can be even. So you have a nice balance between, you know, focusing on yourself and focusing on others. But Right now, you're very unbalanced in that way, or most average types are unbalanced in that way. So it's okay to lean in to selfishness from a positive standpoint as building out that strength of healthy self-focus. But let's get a little specific here. So for our type twos, you're going to want to release the hope that someone else is going to help make it happen. And so what can happen sometimes for our twos is they're so used to helping other people with their issues and their needs, and it's almost like a secret wish that someone will just take care of them and make sure that their priorities are, are like take on their priorities as if they're your own, just like you do for other people, right? But that, we gotta stop looking for that because it's not coming and you are your own rescuer. And so if you can step in and offer yourself the support you've been offering others, you're going to get much further than if you're just waiting for someone else to champion the work that you wanna do. All right, for our type six, it's all about building that self-trust and being willing to know that like what you intend to do, you've really thought through and that you can handle the risk that's involved and that there's risk in everything, right? There's risk in staying where you are. So is this the risk you're willing to take? Is that a more exciting risk? And sometimes like we need to build a sense of like, I can handle life as it occurs, even if I don't expect it to happen the way it does, because you have done that so far, right? You could, you didn't predict anything that's happened in your life. Not really. You kind of, maybe you made some educated guesses, but there's no way for you to have ever known where you would be right now. And you did it. And you're fine because you're here just listening to this podcast, which means like you're probably pretty okay at least. So trust that you can handle the next phase too, even if you change that risk up. All right, type one, allow for some variation in quality. 
because it's obviously more important to be done than it is to be perfect. And I'm sure that you were tired of hearing this, but when it comes to working toward your goals, like I gotta tell you that, I gotta say it, you know? And maybe you're tired of hearing it, but also maybe it's irritating you because it, it's a little too true and you just don't wanna look at it or don't wanna work on it. Um, but, it, it, and if you are working on it, like amazing, you know, let's do the thing. Let, it sounds like you're doing great. Let's do it. Um, if you are annoyed and you're not working on it, like it's time, you know, it's time, it's time to let yourself go, be a little frivolous, be a little risky, you know, let it, let your priorities take front and center and let those priorities be whatever they need to be. And do them to the ability that you're able to do them without killing yourself, you know? And in general, these types are often already so stressed out from other people's needs and priorities that they may struggle to access good stress for themselves. So you kind of likely need a recalibration before you even enter into a stress sprint. So before you take on the new stress, you need to kind of reset, start saying no, set some boundaries, Find some space in your life so that you can even have access to doing something for yourself because there's going to need to be like a context switch. But in general, I hope this was helpful. I know this is kind of a brief overview, but if you have further questions, you can always text them into 828-338-9127. I answer every question that comes into the podcast phone line every other Friday. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Friday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.